uh, these men here are, are nothing but rebels. And uh, uh, I'm sure you don't want to visit them. And, of course, those rebels that he was referring to were those wounded Confederate soldiers that uh, were wounded there on the battlefield. And he said, I'll never forget as Mr. Lincoln laid his hand upon my shoulder and he said, you mean the Confederates? He didn't call them rebels. He called them Confederates. And, uh, and so he said, uh, uh, yes, sir, yes, yes, sir, they're, they're Confederate soldiers. I, I'm sorry, I, I meant to say that correctly. And, uh, and he said, I watched as Abraham Lincoln walked through those three wards of those wounded Confederate soldiers. He said he had the same love, compassion, and demeanor for those wounded Confederate soldiers as he did those American men in blue. And uh, so we're in this together tonight, and I want to assure you that there's a God that loves you. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, in Isaiah 1 and 18, the the Bible makes a very imploring statement there. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. I want to ask you, if you will, to uh, stop a while. I, uh, I want to talk to you from the bottom of my heart uh, about the, the need that we have. You know, Roosevelt during World War II had those fireside chats. And, uh, and so I'd like to ask you, to sit down for a while and listen, and let's talk together. Let's reason from the Word of God. Let's try to make some sense of uh, what is going on in America and around the world tonight. Uh, have we sinned? Uh, is God angry? Uh, is he displeased with America? Uh, and is there a remedy? And the Bible said in Psalm uh, 85 and 1, Lord, Thou hast been favorable unto thy land. I want you to know the Lord has blessed America. We are the most blessed people in the world. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sins, Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? And then he asked this question in verse 6. Wilt thou not revive us again? Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? I want to talk to you tonight about can we have revival again in America? Can we have revival again? The Bible tells us in Psalm 7, uh, it goes directly to the root of the problem. And uh, yes, America has a sin problem, a huge, major sin problem. The Bible said in Psalm 7 and 11, uh, it makes this profound statement. God is angry with the wicked every day. God is angry with the wicked every day. And the Bible in Proverbs makes another straightforward declaration in Proverbs 14 and 34. And it can't be misconstrued in any way. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is reproach to any people. 
The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. I, I, I am so embarrassed, my wife and I together at home, just the two of us, and you listen to the news, such brazen sinfulness is sweeping the United States of America. There is no shame to them. Unspeakable public vulgarity, even from our political officials, it is very disturbing to me. And I want you to know God is angry with the wicked every day. And so now let's read the, the scripture that I quoted to you in Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Let's back up and take it in full context there. And, uh, and we'll start at verse 16. Wash you, make you clean. If we're going to have revival, this is what we've got to do. We've got to wash and make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. We have got to go out of the sin and business if we want the blessings of the Lord. I'm asking us, can we have revival once again in America? Amen. We must wash and be clean. We must cease doing evil. The Bible said in verse 17, learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now. The Bible said in verse 18, And let us reason together, saith the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I want to offer you tonight that there is a God who loves you and will freely forgive you of your sins. Are you listening to me tonight? Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Does this sound like a mean, overbearing person that is speaking to them? No, it's not at all. These are the words of a concerned, kind, gentle, loving, correcting father. Oh, aren't you glad that we can have fathers that will care for us? I read, I saw there today uh, the, the father who is a doctor and his wife and he has a very small child. And so in order to work, he's staying away. He's living away from his wife and little boy. Is he being mean to his little boy? No. He's just doing that because he loves him. And he's very concerned about him. And the amazing thing there, I saw the picture, uh, the father came home, so he's got his scrubs on, and he's outside. And he's close to the door, and the little boy is up at the door and just waving, and he's talking to his father. I want you to know there is a loving father that would love to talk to you. And, uh, and sin separates you from the Father. And, and uh, the amazing thing I heard though on the news, though, uh, the, in those tornadoes and storms last night, their home was destroyed. And yet the Father is still loving the little boy. I want us to understand that we have, uh, I want us to uh, ask us, can we have revival again? Jeremiah 31.1, I will be the God of all the families, and they shall be my people. 
The people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness when I went to cause him the rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto us, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I want you to know, in all of this trouble, all of this heartache, there is a God that loves you with an everlasting love. And he, with loving kindness, would like to draw you to his riven side this night that you can have his blessings oh a true loving father corrects his own for their errant deeds does he not a true father will not say go ahead son play out there in the street that's fine with me if you get hit that's your problem no a true loving father corrects the the errant Deeds. His commandments are given for our protection to shield us from harm, to shield us from danger, to shield us from evil. The Bible said in Nahum chapter 1 verse 3, The Lord is slow to anger, great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. I want you to get that. In Nahum 1 and 3, he makes three statements about God. Number one, the Lord is slow to anger. That means God is very patient. He's not going to whip you or slap you or be mean to you the first mistake you make. Number one, he is great in power. That means he is omnipotent. He is the all-powerful God. And not only is he omnipotent, he will not acquit the wicked. He's not a pushover. You hear me tonight? God will not tolerate sin. And so the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 28 and 45, All these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you till you be destroyed because you hearken not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. Listen to what God is saying. Listen, I, I love you and I, I seek to help you. But when you continue in those, when you pursue those, they will overtake you and they will destroy you. And the Bible said, they shall be upon you for a sign, for a wonder upon thy seed forever. Because you serve not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies which the Lord shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. Oh, I read the story uh, of, uh, 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 that's called Rosetti's Find. And there was a young couple that loved one another. And there was a series of very tragic events happened to this young lady. And so she ran away and she ran into London and she became a prostitute. And the young man still loved her. And so he continued. You know what he did? He went on a search. He searched for days and hours and weeks and months and months and months. And he finally found her. He was there at Greyfriars Bridge one day. And he saw a very godly dressed and horrible looking woman coming through. And he recognized to be uh, the young lady that he loved and he reached out and grabbed her as she walked by and he said I know you have done wrong I know you are living a wicked life but I love you I love you I love you and I want you to be my wife 
tonight. I'm asking you, can we have revival again? I want you to know there is a God who loves you and he wants to restore you and bring you back in right relationship. Oh, he's not a God who seeks our hurt. He is a God who seeks our good. Amen. Oh, listen. And he said in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord... The Lord is what? He's long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad of this one thing in the Roman numeral system that our number system, you know, the Hindu Arabic system, but in the Roman numeral system, there is no such thing as a zero. I want you to know in God's numbering system, there is no such thing as a zero. The devil tried to tell you that you're unworthy that Jesus doesn't love you he didn't die for you I want you to know Jesus loves you with an unfailing love with an eternal love and he wants to be your savior he wants to be your friend he wants to show compassion and bring you back into fellowship with him and so we understand in this operation of mankind God's love is reaching out to you the Bible tells us I want us to understand this in 1st Kings the 17th chapter the Bible brings us into a story similar to what's going on in America today there was a great dearth in the land there was a sin problem there was the king and his wife Ahab and Jezebel they were very wicked and very sinful and there was no rain no rain. And I mean people were starving. And, uh, and so the Bible tells us that the Lord sent the prophet Elijah and told him there to go by the brook Kirith and he would sustain him. And so bread and, and meat was brought to him by the ravens morning and evening and he lived there for a while. And then all of a sudden the brook dried up. And so it was a trial of Elijah's faith. And so the Lord spoke to him. He, Listen. Go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and live there. Amen. Well, this was a trial of his faith. Number one, Jezebel was from that area. That was her hometown. Now, he is running because Jezebel means to destroy him. And how would you like for the Lord to speak to you and tell you to go right to her home neighborhood and live? Now, now, Lord, are you sure this is you speaking to me? Are you sure this is how it should be? And, of course, uh, and, uh, and then the Lord said, yes, this is where I want you to go. And I have commanded a widow woman to sustain you once you get there. Now, here's another one. This is a great trial of faith on two issues. I'm going to go to Jezebel's hometown. And then I'm also, there is a widow woman going to sustain me. It, you know, in the, this period of time, a widow woman had no property rights, no rights. And, and I mean, it was very, very hard for a widow woman. And so how is a widow woman going to sustain me? So he goes there, and as he gets there to the town, uh, he meets the widow woman, and she's out picking up two sticks. And he says, hey, sister, would you, uh, would you fetch me something to drink? And, and she said, and so she goes and fetches it. And he said, while you're doing that, hey, uh, how about you fixing me a morsel of bread? And uh, she said, I have just enough meal in my barrel to fix a cake for me and my son. I'm going to take these two sticks. I'm going to fix it. And then we're going to eat it and die. 
And he said, and there is that great step of faith. He has already had a trial of his faith. And now there's faith required on her part. And, and so uh, you want me to fix you a cake first? And God said, yes, I want you to give it to me first. And I want to ask you this evening, if you'll give it to God first, he'll sustain you and he'll help you. Amen. All you have to do, you must surrender yourself to the Lord. And so this lady surrendered herself to the Lord. And there, the meal did not run out. The cruise of oil did not empty. And they ate of that many, many days. And then, all of a sudden, something bad happens again. There, the, the young man, the son of this woman, died. There was no breath in him. And so she come to Elijah and she said have you come to call my sins to remembrance you know that's what the devil will tell you there is a vicious God who's going to slay your baby and he's going to call your sins to remembrance uh uh no no God said I love you with an everlasting love I have loved you with an everlasting love and this is not his will that's not what he's trying to do to you and so uh, she and so Elijah gets the boy Takes him up in the loft, lays him down on his own bed, lays down across him three times. And this is what he said. He said, oh, Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again. And you know what? The Bible makes this statement, and he revived. Oh, God, I want you to understand. The impossibility becomes reality. He revived. God of heaven so answered the prayer of Elijah. And God sustained. I want you to know God is in the miracle working business. And he will, if you will bring it to him and give it to him, he will sustain you and your family in this terrible time. I need to go to another setting of scripture really quickly and then we'll bring it to a close. In Judges, the 15th chapter, the verse 14, uh, Samson, he's there. He's come to the Lehi. And, uh, and so this, uh, the Philistines are coming out against him and they've got him bound. And he breaks those uh, fetters that are off of him and he finds the jawbone of an ass. And he took it and slew a thousand men with that jawbone. And Samson said, heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And the Bible said in verse 17, when he finished speaking, he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramath Lehi, or the hill of the jawbone of Lehi, by the rock Elam, which is western Judah. And the Bible said in verse 18, and he was sore athirst. And called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst? After I have fought so hard, am I going to die for thirst and fall into the hand of these uncircumcised Philistines? But I want you to notice what God did for him. God clave out a hollow place in the jaw, that, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk... His spirit came again. And you know what happened? The Bible said this. He revived. Oh, thanks be to God. We had this young man that has revived and his soul came to him again. And I want you to know uh, there's Samson. 
the Spirit of God has come to him and God brought a spring of water out of the jawbone of a dead donkey. I'm telling you what, God can do anything if he needs to do it to sustain you and I. Can we have revival again? I believe we can. This child was revived and I want you to know this man Samson was revived. Now listen what the Bible said. Shall I die of thirst? And no, no, no. And when he drank, his spirit came again and he revived. And he called the name of that place in Hockery, which is in Lehi unto this day. You know what, it's, what that means? is translated the fountain of the caller. The fountain of the caller. That means it is the spring. It is, can be translated the spring of the partridge. The crier. The fountain of him that called. Oh, the Targum says it this way. Its name was called the fountain that was given through Samson's prayer. It is the well of the implorer. I want you to know tonight that if you will call out to the Lord, you can have a well of the implorer. You can have the well of living water that will come to your thirsty, weary, deprived, depleted soul. Are you hearing me? I want you to know, can we have revival again? You can have revival your own self, in your own heart. Because here, this well of the partridge, the spring of the partridge, amen, the spring which burst out in answer to Samson's prayer. Oh, God, Partridges, they're a medium-sized game bird. They're, they're a, a little bigger, you know, uh, than, than uh, what, what do you call it? The, uh, man, pheasants and a little smaller than the quail. Forgive me having a senior moment there. But anyhow, and they're distributed all through that area of the Middle East. And, but the partridges don't build nests in trees. They don't take lofty long flights. Amen. And they avoid high places. They're down to earth little guys. In the Christmas carol, the 12 days of Christmas, the first gift is a partridge in a pear tree. That is a very unlikely place for a partridge to dwell. They dwell only on the ground. They build their nests on the ground. They live on the ground. They're down to earth people. I want to ask you this evening, if you want to have revival, come on down to earth. Come back down to earth with us. Get off to the lofty places. Quit seeking after fame and all of those things. Get alone with God and say, Lord, I want the well of the partridge. I want the spring of the partridge. I want that living water. Amen. Don't, he doesn't need you know, oh man, I, the crows sometimes wake me up in my home in the mornings. They, they get out there and you can hear them hopping around on my roof. And they're out there calling and going on. And But uh, that's not the, the way of the partridge. Amen. They're, they're, we don't need circling buzzards that are looking for, for something to eat. Amen. But oh, we need those lowly closet criers. We need those that will come and say, oh God, will you have mercy on me? Will you have mercy on me? Will you save me? You know, somebody asked Augustine, what was the first of all the religious graces? And he said, humility. And uh, they asked him, so well, what is the second? And he replied, for the second one, 
humility. When they said, well, what is the third? And he said, humility. Amen. Oh, I think if we will humble ourselves, we can have all the graces. And if you tonight, can we have revival once again? Yes. You can personally have revival that will lead to a revival in your family, in your community, and all across this land. The Bible said in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Oh, can we have revival again? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. If we will humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, we can have revival. The Bible said in Isaiah 12 and 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song, and he has also become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And there it was. Samson was in a time of great stress. And But I want you to know God gave him the wells of salvation because he cried out to the Lord. The Lord sent water to him him and if you will cry out to the Lord the Lord will send water and healing to your soul the Bible said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 2 if y'all get ready please come on to sing Matthew 5 and 2 Jesus opened his mouth and taught them saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Oh, I feel for sure that I'm speaking to people this evening that are hungering and thirsting. They're troubled. They're cast down. Oh, you don't know what to do, but I'm telling you what you do. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Bible said they shall be filled. And then the Bible makes this statement. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Oh, thanks be to God that when we give ourselves completely to him, he will save us. John 6 and 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. I want you to understand, the Bible scholars say, this is the most affirmative words in the Bible. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you come to Jesus Christ, he will help you. He will save you. He said, I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day. I'm so glad there is a resurrection hope for the children of God. And you don't have to, this woman here at Zarephath, 
She did not have to suffer the loss of her son. The Lord restored him and revived him and gave him back to his mother. And here Samson was restored. The most unlikely of resources. A dead donkey's jaw? You've picked it up and you used it to slay a thousand Philistines and you've cast it aside? I mean, this gospel that you think is not very valuable, he cast it aside. And Samson, you need to turn around and pick that up again, old friend. Old pal, pick that thing up. And what did the Lord do? The Lord turned it into a spring of water. Oh, it is the spring of the partridge. It is the fount of the caller. It is the fount of him. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says it's right. The Lord hath appeared and old. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. The Lord loves you tonight, and he wants to save you. Bow your heads and let's pray together. Our Father, Lord, we thank you that your love is so rich and real to us. Please, Lord. Please, Lord, I pray that you would deal with the hearts and minds of people that are so distressed this evening. I pray that the Holy Ghost would reach down to them, help them, help them to just get down on their knees, low and humbly, like the little bird. Come like the little partridge. Get down there and say, Lord, I have sinned. I have done wrong. Lord, will you forgive me? And you will pardon them. I praise you for your love and your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. One more thing. There was a naturalist called Dr. W.H. Hudson. And he noticed that there was a, a, a blackbird and a thrush that came daily to his feeder. And he noticed through the several weeks that this blackbird was putting food into the mouth of that thrush. Very, very, very unusual. Not, not in any way. A blackbird, they're mean. And, and, and he's, it's another species. He's putting food in the mouth of another species, a thrush. And he said, I began to get closer and work my way to get closer. And when I got closer, I realized that something had happened and torn the top beak of that thrush off. Amen. And that thrush could not pick up and eat for itself. And so God sent a blackbird and he would pick up that a seed or piece of bread and that thrush would lean its head back and he would drop that food into his mouth and he sustained him I want you to know there is a loving God that loves you so much and he will sustain you if you just lean your head back and say Lord you have loved me with an everlasting love will you come to me and help me and I guarantee you by the word of the Lord he will come to you God bless you
and so forth and some kids songs so join us on Tuesday night starting at 7 p.m. Thank God.